everyone. So glad to have you join us for church tonight uh, here online. I'm hanging out in my front yard tonight. We've been enjoying some hammock time in the evenings and the mornings, but uh, so glad to have you with us here for service. I tell you what, if you've never clicked like on our Facebook page and just liked us, uh, we would love for you to do that. It'll get notified of the posts that happen out and all the different services that happen around here. So thanks again for joining us. Uh, just a couple quick things. Uh, if you haven't been to the website, elementcitychurch.org, we'd love for you to check that out on there. You can click the app icon, download our free app, and kind of take us with you. We travel light and get you at your fingertips. You can get access to a bunch of different things. Also, while you're there, there's a button that says, Need Help or I want help. Uh, if you need help, we'd love for you to fill that out. We've got some people ready to try to, to jump in and help as they can, or if you are at the capacity to want to help, you can fill that out as well. Uh, check for emails and stuff that we're trying to send once a week. Keep up to date with everything there. Uh, again, if you're new with us, we would love for you to fill out a connection card so we could try to connect with you. You could do that via the app. It's a second or third tile down, or look for the links below in the comment section of Facebook. Facebook, uh, click that link, fill it out. It'll email us. We'll work on getting back with you. If you have a prayer request, type in prayer in the comments. We'll connect with you. If you're new, type in new, and we'd love to connect with you that way uh, throughout the week. So again, glad that you're here. As we begin to get ready for service, uh, sit back, relax, engage with us, sing loud, uh, type away your comments in the section below. And as we pray, I'm going to open us in a word of prayer. We're also praying for Fellowship Bible Church uh, as uh, they're the church of the week. And so would you pray with me? God, we thank you for everything that you do for us. We love you. We praise you as we worship you now here in these minutes as, uh, as we take some time to look into your word. We just ask for a refreshment of your spirit to be upon uh, those that are tuned in uh, tonight throughout the week. God, we pray your best over all of those who call Element City Church home, those that are connecting with us for the first time. Uh, we lift up Fellowship Bible Church to you and ask that you would bless them, that you give wisdom to Pat and the leadership team there, that you continue to use them to be a force for good in our city and to be a blessing for their folks that call them home. And we just pray that we'd have a great time worshiping tonight. Uh, we thank you for everything you do for us, Jesus. Amen. We've been raising hope this week and next week for uh, it's a great cause. You can find out more about that at givehopetucson.com. Let's have a great service tonight. Thanks for being with us. Well, hey, Elements family. Uh, my name is Lyle. I'm the worship director here. And as we get ready to worship through song tonight, I just want to uh, invite you to sing along with us. And just to remind all of us that here we are, we've just come through the Easter season uh, and it's been kind of a different season than what many of us are, are honestly used to. Uh, and yet what the Easter message reminds us is that there's always hope. It reminds us that the gospel truth uh, is still alive today. It's still for us. And so that's what we celebrate as we sing these songs. That's the, the hope that we wanna bring uh, into your house, into your living room tonight, that God is holy, that we know that we're not, uh, but because of that, God chose to send his son to redeem us. And having redeemed us, he then sends us out to go and to carry that message of hope to the world. So I think that that message is going to be evident in the songs that we sing tonight. But we just invite you to join us right where you're at to sing along with us. Maybe turn it up uh, so that you can sing out a little bit louder. Uh, but thanks so much for tuning in tonight.
And time runs its race within your hands And my mind runs wild to comprehend But no mind on earth could understand Your ways are higher Your thoughts are wild Love came like madness, poured out in blood, washed romance. It makes no sense, but this is grace. And I know you're with me in this place, here, now. Still my heart, let your voice be all my eyes on the things that I can't see now Spirit breathe like the wind come half your way Cause I know you're in Found my heart will object gets when justice called for all my days. The friend of sinners came instead. Your ways are higher, your thoughts are wilder. Love came like madness, poured out in blood, washed from hands. It makes no sense, but this is grace. I know you're with me in this place here now. Still, my heart, let your voice be on. Now, fix my eyes on the things that I can't see now. Spirit, breathe like the wind, come have your way. Cause I know that you are here now. Still, my heart, let your voice be on. my eyes on the things that I can't see now. Spirit, breathe like the wind come out your way. Oh, Lord, cause I know that you are here now. Still my heart, let your voice be all I things that I can't see now. 
Let your voice be on the here now. Fix my eyes on the things that I can see now. Spirit, breathe like the wind come out your way. Cause I know you're.
And all that you are, let your praise run wild in my breath. And all your heart, I'll sing it again. How my heart burns wild in my chest. And all your heart, and all that you are, let your praise run wild in my breath. And all your heart, I'll sing it again. How my heart burns wild in my chest. And all your heart, and all that you are, let your praise run wild in my Jesus, that's just our heart. That's our prayer tonight. God, would you have your way? Would you let your will be done in this time? So Father, we just ask your anointing over Dave as he speaks. God, would you anoint his message and anoint those words? Would you use those words to bring truth into our hearts? Words that we need to hear, words that speak life to us, words that give us hope, words that don't just convict and challenge us, but words that can change us, God. We love you. We thank you for this time of worship uh, through song. I pray that you just continue to keep this spirit of worship going as we dive into the word. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hello, friends. Uh, I love to kind of meditate on the songs that we worship to. And in that last song, there was this line that said, uh, 
my heart burns wildly in my chest. And I got to thinking, you know, we're going to be talking about the Holy Spirit today. And isn't that what we all want? We all want to live um, passionately. We all want to feel deeply. We all want to be moved and we want to live life to the fullest. We want our hearts to be alive and burning within us. And when it comes to our faith, especially, right, we, we want that kind of alive faith. We want to, we experience it sometimes, we taste it sometimes, but we want to just remain in that place and walk in that place. And the key to all of that is learning how to be led and to walk in and to be filled with the Spirit. And so we're going to talk about this today. And it's, it's so very important that you understand that that your relationship, I think many times people have talked about a personal relationship with Jesus, a personal relationship with the Father, but those personal relationships are impossible unless you are in and through in a relationship with the Spirit. Knowing Him, relating to Him, speaking with Him, hearing from Him, that is what connects you and that's what leads you into that relationship with the Son and with the Father. So turn with me now to John chapter 16, uh, and we're just going to read uh, verses 12 through 15. I encourage you to read the whole chapter, uh, even 14 through 16 would be a great review. Um, but Jesus is coming to the end of his life. He knows it. He knows he's coming to that point of, of the cross and suffering. And just like any person, right, if you knew that your days were numbered, you, if you knew you only had a day or two left in life, your words would be very weighty. Your words would be very important. Your words would be really where your heart is. And again, in, in John's gospel, he talks about that everything that he's writing about is so that you would believe that Jesus is the king, the Christ, uh, the one who was sent to Israel to save Israel and to save the world. And, and that by believing in Jesus and by believing in his name, you would have life in his name. The whole purpose of everything is that you would have life in his name. And that really is a shorthand or another way of phrasing life in the Spirit. Uh, I'm going to read now this passage. Jesus says again, I have still many things to tell you. He had so much he wanted to share, so much he wanted to teach, so, so much he wanted to give them, but he knew that until they received this Spirit, they could only retain, they could only receive, they could only understand, and they certainly could never experience it until the Spirit was given. And so he says, I still have many things to tell you, but you can't handle them right now. But when the friend comes, I love this translation. I love this, this idea that some translations will say the advocate, the counselor. Um, and this one says the friend. When, when the friend comes, you know, the Holy Spirit is your friend. Um, I know for me personally, uh, my wife, Tiffany, is by far my best friend. Um, when I felt like I didn't have almost any other friends, my wife was there. And she, she was my friend before we got married, before we were engaged or dating or anything like that. She was my best friend. And so I, I am, feel so blessed to be married to my best friend. But the Holy Spirit, he's a friend to you and to me like no other. 
He's so passionate about us. He burns in his heart. And that many times is what allows our hearts to burn in our faith is when we come to know the friend. And Jesus is just, he's wanting them to get this, wanting them to get expectation of who he is and what he's about and how they are to receive him. And he says, but when the friend comes, the spirit of truth, he will take you by the hand and guide you into all the truth there is. Now, he's not going to draw attention to himself. I love that. But he will make sense out of what is about to happen to you. Indeed, out of all that I have done and said, he will honor me. It's what he loves to do is honor Jesus. Honor what he said. Honor what he did. Honor how he lived. Honor him how he died and how he was raised so that that can become a part of your life, not just a theological uh, rationale and belief system, but a true living experience. He will take from me, and he will deliver it to you. Everything the Father has is also mine. That is why I've said he takes from me, and he will deliver it to you. What a life. You know, the Holy Spirit is very key Uh, The word holy is not his name. He is the spirit. He is the spirit of the living God. And he is described as the Holy Spirit because that more than anything lets you know he is unique. He is special. He is like no other spirit. There are unclean spirits. There are angelic spirits. But there's only one truly separate from all the rest, Holy Spirit. And it's very important that we come into communion with him and walk with him. And so I want to talk about him as a friend. Uh, You you might have a lot of friends in life, but again, the relationship and the friendship that you are meant to have with the Holy Spirit is unlike any other. Um, The Holy Spirit, uh, uh, one of the the most profound and, and most memorable images is that he came like the form of a dove on Jesus. And so there's this very gentle and tender sense in which Think about a dove landing on your shoulder and you don't want to scare it. And so it's very sensitive. It's very soft. It's very beautiful. But there's a lot of aspects of the Holy Spirit talked throughout Scripture. And I want, to, I want to focus on three. There's wind, there's water, and there's fire. And all three of these elements, right? The whole, whole reason our church is called Elements. Uh, Brian talked about how he was listening to God and trying to come up with what the name of the church should be. And he kept, God kept leading him to references in Scripture of how God used and moved and revealed himself through the elements. And so uh, it's very fitting for this message that we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit as wind, water, and fire. First of all, think about it. all three you need for life. Without water, most people can only survive two, three, four, five days at the most. And pretty soon they are, they are dying without that water. And Jesus said, come to me, come to me, and and I will give you rivers of living water. And John even makes reference, he says, he spoke about the Holy Spirit. When he said, when he talked about these living waters on the day of tabernacles, and they were celebrating through this water, he said the Holy Spirit, he was teaching them that literally there's a water that is coming, and that I will give you that's unlike any other kind of water you can imagine. And so water is beautiful, uh, water is, is great to look at, and it refreshes you and fills you and gives you life. But water is also something that consumes you. 
In fact, Jesus said he would baptize you in the Holy Spirit. What, what does it mean to baptize? It, it means to wash you. It means to submerge you. It means to consume you. And in reality, it's, a, it's an imagery of dying. In other words, I'm going to drown you in the Holy Spirit. What would it be like to be drowned in the Holy Spirit? Only that drowning, unlike natural water that would kill you, this drowning changes you, transforms you, and gives you new life. And so I encourage you, pray, Father, baptize me in your spirit again. Submerge me in your spirit. Let me be filled with the Spirit, so that I would be created newly out of this fresh, living water of the Holy Spirit. And secondly, he's often described in many ways as the wind. Again, the air we breathe, you can't live without it. How, how long can you hold your breath before you'll die? And so again, this element of wind is a descriptor And again, these things are meant to be meditated upon and thought through and prayed and understood. And the Holy Spirit himself will begin to teach you how this works. Because the wind, once again, is beautiful. It's it's great to go outside and to feel the, the wind in your hair, right? Many people talk about riding in a convertible or on a motorcycle or a bicycle or something like that. I love the feeling of the of the wind in my hair, or in my case, just on my face. Um, and so it's this living thing that is meant to bring life. Again, bringing a burning in your heart. Um, Fire can't actually exist without wind, without this also blowing. And so the Holy Spirit, when he came on the day of Pentecost, it was described as a rushing mighty wind. You see, wind too can be very destructive, so powerful. It can destroy but then it can also bring life. You see this friend, the Holy Spirit, don't get it twisted. On some sense, he's very tender, very gentle, very kind, but he's holy and he's very powerful. And his mere presence can bring life and his presence can bring death as well. It can destroy the things in your life that need to be destroyed, but it also can consume you if you play with it and, and, and don't reverence him. He'll be grieved and he'll remove himself. He, he, he'll groan for you to be transformed. And so this is a very, this is a friend that, that has a very intense side to him. He's a very intense friend, but he's also very gentle, very humble. And most of the time, he doesn't even draw attention to himself. You may not even recognize him in your life unless you pay close attention. Uh, so that's like the wind. That's how the wind works. It comes and it goes and it moves. And most of the time, you're not even aware of him. But every now and then it begins to blow. It begins to come like a rushing mighty wind. And then you're enlivened by it. All of a sudden, this wind makes you alive. And finally, the, the Holy Spirit, the friend that Jesus said would come, he's like fire. He's like an all-consuming fire. And, and God even describes himself as a jealous God. And with that term, uh, fire comes with it. In other words, there's such a burning desire within the Father for us and for good things for us that he's jealous for us. He's not jealous like the world is jealous, like maybe what you've experienced, jealousy. He, it's a godly jealousy. Paul even talked about that he had a godly jealous for the church because he was groaning within himself 
until Christ be formed in them. Until they came to know him more intimately, there was this groaning and this passion, and he called it a godly jealousy. That's how God is jealous for you. He's not jealous on his own behalf. He's jealous for you. He knows that he is the best thing for you. He knows he has the most life to give you. And the only way to receive that life is by worshiping him. And so when people turn to worshiping idols and they begin to live their lives for other things other than him, God became burningly jealous for them. And so the Holy Spirit, again, on the day of Pentecost, it was like, it was manifesting. Every time in the Bible God manifests, the Holy Spirit is that person who manifests. And this is where we get the gifts of the Spirit, and they manifest. Every time God is truly manifesting himself in the earth, it is the Holy Spirit who is expressing that. He is that fire. And on the day of Pentecost, he came and expressed himself as this holy fire that rested upon them and filled them. And they began to pray and prophesy and speak in tongues and then to begin to proclaim the gospel to those who heard the great sound of the Holy Spirit coming. You see, the Holy Spirit, again, I want to invite you to begin to meditate, to begin to seek, to begin to quiet your heart and your mind and to begin to understand who he is and what he's like. He's God himself. When we talk about if God were to come and be present with us, we're talking about the Holy Spirit. He's the one who reveals the very presence, the very essence, and the very nature of the Father. And he will speak to our hearts and reveal Jesus in all of his beauty. Reveal Jesus in how he thought and how he saw the world and what he felt called to do by the Father. The Holy Spirit, Jesus says, again, let me read this passage. I still have many things to tell you. Just as I today feel like there's many more things I want to tell you, but but it has to be caught more than taught. It has to be experienced more than just heard through the natural ear. Uh, But you can't handle it. You can't consume it. You can't be baptized in it. You're not going to experience him until he comes. But when he comes, when the friend comes, and, and, and many of you, 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 you've experienced loneliness. You've experienced feeling all alone. You've experienced life and, and looked at people around you and thought, why, why do I feel so different? Why do I feel like I'm different from everybody else? And it makes you feel lonely. It makes you feel separate. It, it, sometimes it can even bring heaviness and depression. And if you've ever experienced all of these things, and almost all of us have, you've got to learn to see the Holy Spirit. You see, I've been in that place. I've been in that place of being lonely, feeling rejected, and feeling like I had almost no one in my life before. And the Holy Spirit came, and he came as my friend. He came and revealed the Father. He came and spoke to me about the Son, and he revealed the love of the Father to me. He revealed the love of the Son for me, and he became my friend. And so I've grown to have this passion, this burning in my heart, this fire in me to want to know him and draw near to him and listen to him because he's always teaching me. He's always showing me who God is in his love and his mercy and his compassion. And when he speaks to me and I hear him, 
it changes me. It's not a hearing just with the physical ears. It's the hearing in the depths of my soul. It's the hearing in the things that I was created for. You see, we were created for this. We were created for God to live in us and to be with us and to be united with him. You see, the final purpose of the Holy Spirit is to make us like Jesus and to allow our will and our emotions, and our thoughts, and our lives, and our perspectives to become indistinguishable with His. You see, He's wanting to draw us so close as a friend that we think alike, we are alike, we love alike, we weep alike. Everything we experience in life together, it is together. And so now when I weep, he weeps. When he groans within me, I groan within me. And his will becomes my will so that my will becomes the will of the Father. And my desire becomes like that of Jesus. And that is the food that I eat is truly to do the will of the Father. This is what the Holy Spirit does in us and through us. It's what he groans for. Romans 8, read that. He groans, he groans within us and he intercedes for us so that we might be able to hear, we might be able to receive him as that that wind of God, as that rushing mighty wind that our lives would be truly alive. Our religion would not be dry. Our faith would not be dry, but it would be full of water, full of living water. And we would be holy. We wouldn't be overcome by sin and depression and struggling with this and not knowing our purpose, but rather the fire of God, the fire of the Holy Spirit would be in us and living through us. I invite you, friends, I invite you, seek him, wait upon him, understand that its sensitivity is like that of a dove. He'll fly away if you're not personal with him. If you're not, if you're talking to him as if he's a thousand miles away, he, he, he doesn't like that. He wants to be so intimate with you. He wants to be a friend. And so spend that time seeking him, asking the father, Father, give me this greatest gift. You've given it to me. He's he's in me. Now let me learn how to walk in him, be led by him, be filled by him, and to love like him. So I encourage you guys today that if you're feeling some of these things, right, your, your, your faith is struggling, your faith is dry, or you feel like God's far away, enter in, spend time, quiet your heart, quiet your mind, and say, come Holy Spirit, teach me about the Son. Speak to me about the Father. Be my friend in my time of loneliness. And I promise you, if you ask and you keep asking, you seek and you keep seeking, he will come and he will stick closer to you than a brother. He will be better than a companion. He will be that friend that Jesus said he would be. And he would be the one to watch over you and be with you and bless you in Jesus' name. One last thing I want to leave you guys with. I hope you think about this message. I hope that it's given you a hunger to want to seek. And there's a couple things, a couple of resources, a couple of YouTube things that I want to give you. Uh, They're going to pop up here in a moment, and you can take a picture of it. One is called One for Israel. And it's a list of these testimonies. They're very Holy Spirit-filled. Every one of these uh, experiences and testimonies are filled with how Jews came to believe in Jesus as their Messiah today. And it's very powerful. It's very insightful, many of their testimonies of how the Holy Spirit works. So once again, I want to give you this because it's more caught than taught. When you hear these testimonies, you're going to hear stories of how the Holy Spirit works and how people came into communion with him. And one other one that's up there is uh, by George Otis. He's, a, he's kind of a... Uh, 
He does documentaries uh, that, that, that kind of trace the moves of the Holy Spirit, revivals that have happened in our day, in the last 20, 30 years or whatever. And there's one in specifically that I want you to watch. It's Transformations 2. It's about 21 minutes long. It's about the Inuit Indians and what the Holy Spirit did there in that small little community of about 500 people. I tell you, you have to watch this video. You're gonna see what it looks like when the Holy Spirit comes in a rushing, mighty wind. So bless you guys. There's some, there's some binge watching for you to encourage you. Things of the Holy Spirit, what the Holy Spirit does. Watch these videos and, and see God and say, God, what would it be like if it came to me like this? What would it be like if it came to our city like it came in this video? So just take these last few songs that are gonna do worship in and just begin to seek him right now. Begin to ask the Father to fill you with the Spirit as you listen to these worship songs and enter into that worship. Bless you guys, in Jesus' name, amen.
I love that song. As we call upon your name, Holy Spirit, reign. As we sing of your love, Holy Spirit, fire burn within our souls. As we call on your name, Holy Spirit, burn like a fire. Consume us here in your presence. Lord, we surrender for your glory. Let us ask the Holy Spirit this week to reach out to us as individuals and as a church this week. Let us ask for that. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for who you are. Lord, we thank you that you give us the Holy Spirit. Lord, we ask this week that you come and speak to each individual. Lord, that you speak to us as a church. And Lord, that you come in a new way that you've never come before to each of us. And Lord, we thank you for who you are. We thank you that you've given us the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We miss being in community with you. We would love for you to send us some videos or some pictures of the things, uh, of the blessings that you've been experiencing. You can send those to info at elementcitychurch.org and uh, we would love to compile those and get those and show those out in social media. Again, videos and pictures of blessings that have been going on in this time. We want to show those all to the community so we can keep contact with each other. Please check your inbox. We have emailed you a survey to get a pulse on what the current needs are of our church and so how we can serve you better in the future. So please hit your spam, get your email box, respond to that survey so that we can kind of get a, an idea of where everybody is in this time frame. I'm excited to give you an update on the challenge that we had last week, the 30 for three. A lot of you just jumped in on that and I'm so thankful for that and your generosity. The 30 for three is asking people to increase their tithe, $30 for three months. That will help us meet our budget in, uh, in June. And so thank you so much for doing that. And if you would like to jump in on that, we can still do that. You can give online or at the app and uh, we would love for you to be a part. Thank you for those who partner with us, that you give online and you're so generous. Um, you're continuing to, uh, to be a partner with us means the world to us, and it enables us to bring the light and the hope of Jesus to the heart of the city. We thank you so much for your generosity in this time. We want to invite you at the conclusion of this live stream to join us in our virtual 10-minute party. We'd love to meet you, say hello, and get a feeling of where everyone's at. Comments below has the link. We'd love to see you in a few minutes. Thanks again for being with us and worshiping with us online. We'll be here next Sunday at 5. You guys have a great week and be blessed.